All right. Welcome, everyone. Um, we were, are here today to announce that uh, Public Health Madison Dane County has issued orders limiting public gatherings of more than 50 people in Dane County. This includes schools. Uh, we are also issuing guidance for many places where people come in close contact with each other, like restaurants and grocery stores, about how they can limit the contact between people. And our Director of Public Health, uh, Madison Dane County, will speak about the specifics of this in a minute. We understand at both the city and the county level what the challenge is before us. And we are working very hard to minimize the spread of this disease and to minimize the harm to our community. As your mayor, I want to assure you that we are going to get through this together. We need you in the public to remain calm, to take steps to protect yourself and your family, especially by social distancing and practicing extremely good hand hygiene. If you are sick, please stay home. And please call your doctor before going to the doctor's office or the hospital so that you can get the best instructions from your healthcare provider. City staff are working hard to manage everything that's going on right now and to plan and prepare for the next stages of this pandemic. I want to specifically thank Public Health Madison Dane County, our fire department, and all the many, many city staff who have been working hard to prepare us since before we had our first case here in Dane County on February 5th. What we are focused on, and what I am particularly focused on, is four things. We're focused on supporting our hospitals and our healthcare system to make sure that they can continue to care for our community. We are focused on preventing transmission of COVID-19. We are focused on supporting our vulnerable populations, both those who are vulnerable specifically to this disease and also those who come into this pandemic vulnerable. And we know that we need to work hard to protect those folks and to support them through this. We will have more details soon on how we are specifically working to support our homeless community, seniors, folks who are food insecure, and more. We are also focused on continuing to deliver essential public services to the City of Madison and Dane County. Our staff are working very hard to provide continuity of these essential services, and we will uh, have more to say about this in the coming days. I also want to thank our partners. We've been working very closely with the hospitals, with the county, with UW-Madison, and with the Madison Metropolitan School District. I ask that everyone in Madison do what you can to help. Please, practice good hand hygiene. Practice social distancing. Take this seriously. Check in on your neighbors and your friends over the phone or via social media. And if you are able financially, please consider contributing to the funds that are collecting resources to support our community's most vulnerable folks in this difficult time. Specifically, the United Way, 
and the Dane County COVID Emergency Assistance Fund that has been stood up by the Boys and Girls Club. We are going to get through this, and we're going to get through this together. I ask everyone's help and cooperation and patience in the time that is very difficult for all of us. This is going to be a long-term thing. This is not something that will be over in a week or two. This is something that our community is going to be working on for months, if not years. So please, let's pull together and take care of each other. And now I'd like to invite the county executive to the mic. Thank you. Hello, everyone. First of all, I'd like to thank the media. As you know, this is a rapidly involved, evolving situation, and your assistance in getting the word out is incredibly important to our efforts, and I want you to know that you're appreciated. I'd also like to thank city and county staff who have been working diligently. We've been working through the weekend, um, and I've been incredibly impressed by our staff and by our community partners, be it the hospitals, the, the nonprofits, the community-based organizations, the religious organizations, um, everyone is pulling together in a way that I find genuinely comforting and gives me a lot of confidence. As we've said before, this experience will have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And we're in the beginning stage now. And as we look at the modeling, we look at the curves of how this will evolve, it will increase, it will peak, then it will decrease, and it will level off. And for that reason, we are taking aggressive action now because now every one of us, both organizations and on an individual level, have the ability to impact the trajectory of what our experience will be. If we follow guidelines, if we are careful, if we engage in social distancing, every one of us, from young people to older people, we can impact how many people will become ill, the duration of the peak, and then when it, starts to, when it starts to go down. County government will continue to be focused on essential operations. We will prioritize helping our vulnerable residents, such as the homeless and the elderly. This will be a challenging time for many, especially in the healthcare community, and it will be a time of relative quiet for others. People will be spending more time at home and more time with their family. So as the mayor said, check in with each other, in some ways, there are some of us, some sectors of us, who will have a lot of work to do. And for a lot of people, our job will be to spend more quiet time at home, to practice social distancing, and to think about how we can be part of the solution. Because we do have the power to impact the trajectory of the coronavirus. And I'd like to speak to a couple of groups. Um, as we know, it, the, the virus doesn't seem to impact younger people, say teenagers, 20s, into their 30s as much, although you still can become seriously ill at those ages. But what's important for people to know, especially in those ages where you feel like you, nothing can stop you, you're not vulnerable to everything, we've, anything, we've all been there, that even if you're 20 years old, you can get the coronavirus, you can get sick, but as importantly, you can become a carrier who can transmit that to others. And it could be others who are more vulnerable. It could be your parents, it could be your grandparents. So if you're a young person, please take this seriously. If you have young people in your life, please talk to them about taking it seriously so that we can enlist them in our efforts to not transmit the virus. And to the elderly population, we know that you'll be spending a lot more time at home, especially folks who might be in, in nursing homes or assisted livings 
And it might feel lonely at times because um, you won't be having as many visitors. You won't be getting out as much. But please know you're not alone. We're here working for you, working to protect you, and we're going to watch out for our vulnerable citizens. So I think what I'd like to leave us with today again is that these are aggressive moves, but it's time to be aggressive because we can have an impact on, this, on the trajectory of the coronavirus. We do have the power to make a substantial positive impact so that when that peak goes like that, maybe we can get it to go like that and get it to level off sooner. Thank you. And I'm going to turn it over to Janelle um, Heinrich from Madison Dane County Public Health. Thank you, County Executive. Thank you for joining us today. Um, as the prevalence of coronavirus continues to increase locally, nationally, and globally, so, has, so do our concerns and our response. As we anticipated over the past week, we have seen an inc increase in illness in Dane County. We currently have six people who have been diagnosed with coronavirus in our community, five of whom we are currently monitoring. Our goal in public health is to work aggressively in partnership across sectors to reduce the spread of disease in our community. We have already made some hard decisions to prevent further spread within our community. Last Friday, we issued a countywide order to stop mass gatherings of 250 or more people. Given our commitment to, the, to preventing the spread of COVID-19, we have decided to amend this and to create stronger orders. We are issuing an order to stop mass gatherings of 50 or more people. In addition, restaurants and some other facilities will, fur will have further restrictions, such as reducing seating capacity to 50%. This order goes into effect at 12.01 a.m. We have included Dane County schools within this order. As you know, Governor Evers announced he is closing all Wisconsin schools starting at 5 p.m. Wednesday, March 18th through at least April 3rd. Today, I am ordering all Dane County schools to close effective at 12.01 a.m. Schools play a crucial role in providing nutrition and other critical services to students, but they also pose a risk to children and staff with underlying health conditions. And their closure can reduce the impact of community spread of COVID-19. As children are home, we ask that you practice social distancing, limit or reduce playdates, and minimize exposure of children to individuals who are more vulnerable to this illness. We will continue to monitor this the state of illness in Dane County and use state and federal guidance to determine how long schools will be closed. As at present, as per the governor's orders, we anticipate that students and staff may return on April 6th, but we need to be ready for this to change. We know that these decisions have massive implications and impacts on our community, but we believe that we have an opportunity and an obligation to act with purpose to protect our community from further spread. As we wade into these uncharted waters, we need to come together as a community to support people who are most susceptible to the disease itself and the impact of these orders. We know that our directives require social distancing, but we are asking for your solidarity. I am deeply grateful to our partners for the collaboration and coordination of response efforts as we work together to prevent more illness in Dane County. We will continue to do what we think is best for our community to limit the spread of disease, reduce the strain on our healthcare system, and keep our friends and loved ones well. If you have specific questions about what this order means for you, your business, or your family, we have guidance and resources on our website. 
As always, we will provide as much information and guidance as we can and hope that you will check our Public Health Madison and Dane County website and our social media for regular updates. Thank you for coming together as a community and following these orders to help prevent the spread of coronavirus in Madison and Dane County. And with that, I will open it up for questions. We are also joined here from colleagues from uh, the Madison Metropolitan School District and UW Health as, as long with, along with the rest of us. Um, we have been in contact with the schools for a number of weeks now and are at the point where we want to make an aggressive decision so that we don't reach the point of other communities where they have community spread and wait until that um, point in, in the transmission of illness. We were on the, on, in contact with all of the, the schools uh, earlier today um, in consultation for this decision. I think these are, it's, it's incredibly difficult times that we're after, we're in right now. And I think one of the things that we all want to collectively be able to reassure is that those resources that the children need and the families need from within the schools are able to be provided to them and to support their access to the things that they need to go on. Right now that you can find out more information about that within our orders, uh, we are excluding uh, our, our, our um, grocery stores from the order so we can assure the, the access to food. I believe so. Movie theaters will be required to reduce their, um, their capacity. Right, so this is a legal order and when we find out that this happens, we can go in and we will be working with our law enforcement colleagues to enforce that order. Hopefully we will, we have the ability to provide citation. We would prefer to be able to really encourage people to get aligned with us in support of preventing the spread of illness in our community. How much is that I don't have that answer right now, thank you. Yes. I heard the phrase essential services mentioned several times. How will the pandemic affect that? And what exactly do we need? So from the city's point of view, um, we in every single department uh, has prepared a continuity of operations plan to d identify which staff are essential. Um, and which we need to make other accommodations for. And so we'll have more information about that in the coming days. Um, but as a baseline, we remain focused on the you know, very essential things that the city provides, fire, public safety, public health, water, sewer, stormwater. I mean, there's a, there's a number of things that our community will be heavily impacted if we're not able to continue to provide. So this will be phased, right? We are, we are focused on, again, essential services, but also making sure that any staff that are particularly vulnerable to this disease are protected. And some of our workers will be working from home. Some of them will remain on the job, but with, with additional protections and, and aggressive social distancing and so that we can continue to provide all the services that we need to provide to the community. Thank you. 
We know that some of some of the facilities in our community have kind of the natural kind of course of the way that business operates. There is a naturally kind of occurring social distancing. And the, the things that we're really looking for are close contact of more than 10 minutes and within six feet. And that's what we can provide some assurances around that happen naturally in some of these spaces right now. Respond to uh, right now, I think what we know is daycares are generally following uh, more or less what happens within their school districts, and we're trying to provide assurances that some can happen to provide resources and support for our, our critical first responders. What resources are available right now for parents then with regards to meals for the kids who are not going to be in school, as well as child care, if there is going to be a home to close daycares, where are the resources for parents? Hi. So... Um, we, too, have been, as the mayor has stated, our, our departments are working on all those plans. We do have a plan for meal delivery, and that's going to be uh, communicated to our parents today. Um, we do have a plan and had asked uh, students and staff to take home essential things um, last Friday. We will be providing enrichment um, opportunities for children um, during this time. And... Um, you know, we'll be determining who is essential in the school district to be able to carry carry these things out to during the time. Any, um, so to be clear, nothing really changed from Friday to now that that caused you. To be we we have had one new positive case. The question is, has anything changed significantly? And we have had one new positive case since Friday, but we are really looking at what what we think we we can try to be more aggressive than other communities right now. Right now, we're, we're supporting public transit as a, an essential service. And so we consider public transit an essential service, but we are working uh, certainly directly with Madison Metro to do everything we can to prevent, um, to, to allow social distancing on the buses. And we are working on uh, what we can do for other providers of transportation services as well. So more to come on that in the coming days. Exact status of child care facilities. Are they at a, a 50 maximum restriction? Are there going to be closures? So, the, so child care facilities are exempt from the order, um, and uh, but they are all, for the most part, private facilities and can make their own decisions about whether they want to remain open or not. In general, what we see happen is that they follow, again, as Janelle said, what their school district does. Um, we are working um, between the city, the county, the school district, the hospitals, and, and other partners on assuring that we can provide some form of child care for essential workers, particularly essential hospital workers. Yes. Anybody that has a restaurant license. There are other questions? Any gathering over 50 people is, is not allowed. Can, can you speak to changes within the testing capacity locally? Has there been improvement? And are there any concerns that as the testing capabilities are in the process of catching up, that there may have been undiagnosed cases here in the county that it's too late to test now? 
I think, you know, with any pandemic, there's a certain group of people that come to the fore earlier because they have severe disease or because they're particularly vulnerable. And then there's a certain group of people that might have mild disease to the point that no one else other than themselves know that they were even sick, which happens with common colds and so on. So this is not specific to our local region, but really globally, I think that there is a number of people who were infected with mild illness that never came to anyone's attention, which is okay from the general uh, clinical care standpoint, but in terms of transmission, of course, is impact because they're still able to transmit disease to, to other people. The group that we are focusing on at the moment to be able to aggressively diagnose COVID-19 and to provide care for are those that are vulnerable to adults, which are those who are at the older uh, end of the spectrum in life, those that have immunocompromising conditions, those that are pregnant, those that have high risks of exposure, such as they live in a skilled nursing facility or they work in the healthcare system. These are the groups that need expedited testing to be able to determine uh, risk of transmission and then clinical care options. So even though testing capacity is increasing through commercial labs and, and our state lab, we still want to focus and prioritize those that would have an immediate benefit from knowing whether or not they have COVID-19. People that have mild illness that are likely to recover entirely on their own, yes, in an ideal state, it would be good to test them as well, but that's not a priority at the moment given there is still constrained capacity for testing. With St. Patrick's Day coming up on Tuesday, is there any scenario in which you could see uh, yourself, Director Heiner, outright closing bars, at least, if, if students are going to go ahead and potentially pass them? I, I think uh, nothing's off the table, but we're looking at that in a phased response, and we're hoping that the restrictions will just limit that um, enthusiasm for those celebrations right now. All right. Any additional questions? seating capacity for restaurants, does that only apply to restaurants who have seating capacity of 50 people or more, or say a restaurant is 24? It's 50% no. of all. It's across the board, every restaurant, that every restaurant, every licensed restaurant has to reduce their capacity by 50%. Is that actually going to be implemented? Because you said there are further restrictions on those restaurants and other no, that is that is the requirement as with as of these orders is that they will be required to limit their capacity to no more than 50% of their current seating capacity. And there are some additional restrictions for spacing of tables. Um, and that's all spelled out in the orders that are available online. 12 on one. Are there any recommendations for I Let me take this one. So let me re-emphasize that we are asking everyone in the city of Madison and in Dane County to be respectful and kind and practice social distancing. So we have the ability to regulate restaurants capacity, which we are doing to protect the public. But what we need everyone to do, if they choose to go out or they need to go out into the community is to practice aggressive social distancing. And so if you are choose to go to a restaurant, you need to be six feet away from the next party, whether that's sitting at a table or that's standing in line or waiting outside. 
right? We all, we all need to come together and help each other through this. We can't police every single establishment every single hour of the day. So we are relying on our partners in the private sector and we are relying on the public to take this seriously and to social distance all the time. Are there any other questions? All right, thank you all very much for coming. We appreciate you. Please use the Purell on the way out. <laughs>